There are so many things that have been said about autism and the autistic community that it makes it incredibly difficult to help people understand what it truly is. Join us as we answer a viewer's question to help with just one of the many misconceptions about autism. Welcome to this episode of My Spectrum Life Podcast. My name is Jessica, and I'm an autism mom. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey. Hello, how are you? Um, I'm Kelsey, and I am a SPED teacher with a master's in behavior. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to... Um, answer our viewers questions you know we have to say that we absolutely love getting these questions oh, yes we do we, <laughs> we love the interaction well, among us so yes please send them we love it <laughs> um so we received uh this particular question uh from a viewer and it actually is pretty heavy um in a way um right are there ever any concerns when you share that your child is autistic, that it comes off as more than it comes off more as an excuse for the child's behavior rather than an explanation that the child has different needs. Short answer. Yes. Yes. That's the short answer. Even as a teacher. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Huge. Yes. But there we'll, we'll give you the long answer now. Um, thanks for watching. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a huge, huge concern. I know when we first found out that Curtis was autistic, it was tough because, you know, he was seven and there was a lot that we had to, that I had to do. I had to start doing a lot of research, um, uh, to figure out what was needed and what needed to happen and how to explain and why, you know, why certain things were happening. Right. Um, you know, and his sensory needs, things like that. And then there's this whole ABA, um, OT, speech, um, PT. PT, counseling. Um, there's a lot of, of therapies that we needed to get working on because we had lost a lot of time, in essence, because a diagnosis, they usually consider that you should be able to, what, you can usually, most of the time you're diagnosed by what, two, between two well, and five? Yeah, you have DD, development delay, about two to about five. But either way, you're getting help by the time a child turns two. Mm -hmm. Early intervention. Yeah. And we just had no idea. Right. Um, that's, I mean, sometimes that's attributed to, they kind of call it the, the, I guess the layman's term for it would be high-functioning autism. Whereas in reality, according to the new diagnostic standard, the DSM-5, it's the it's called either level one, level two, or level three on the autism right. spectrum. And level one is more of what you would consider what used to be called um, high-functioning autism. Right. 
Um, but yeah, um, this is a huge concern because, you know, it, you think that, and it has to be, I don't know, help me out here. <laughs> It's concerning. Um, I think a lot of it has to play in how others are going to perceive your yeah. own child. Because coming from a parent, um, I'm not a parent, but coming from talking with parents and working with parents, you want the best for your child. And yes. trying to get them the opportunity to shine no matter what needs they might have. And exactly. sometimes trying to explain something, it could be mm -hmm. mis conceived it can be lost in translation and that's a big concern that's a lot of a a fear that a lot of us have mm -hmm. and i think that's why as a podcast we really want to move to acceptance and not so much awareness and what's the quote that we always use we it's kind of something that we kind of have worked out and I think it's something new that we're going to be using quite a bit now. Um, awareness brings understanding, which leads to acceptance. Acceptance. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a lot. Uh, that's hard because that in itself mm -hmm. answers that question in some ways with the concerns. Because ultimately, we all want to feel accepted. We yes. all want to not a not so much be aware of our differences or be aware of who we are but accepted in who yeah. we are. And yeah. I think that's a big concern. And sometimes when we explain mm -hmm. things, there's so many different ideas and theories in this world yeah. that there's not one direct pathway to say, this is it. It's not mm -hmm. dry cut. And so sometimes, yeah. how do you talk to some of that sometimes? Yeah. You know, how do you how do you explain it to their level without sounding condescending or talking down mm -hmm. to them yeah. or making an excuse for the child with, you know? Yeah. The, the behavior and not, you know, like we, and like we say, the behavior is trying to communicate something to us. Right. It's the, the behavior can, uh, we actually went into um, more of the theory of behavior with a, um, parental training session with our BCBA this last week talking oh, about wow. how it was like the four different areas of behavior. Right. Um, and that behavior, I mean, then that's getting super technical and that's actually, that's some of the things that as parents, we should be hoping that our BCBA and ABA, you know, people tell us about, because right. if they're looking and saying, okay, well, this behavior is showing that they're trying to avoid something or right. get, you know, escape from something. Well, what is it that they right. don't like? Okay, right. now I can understand how to do this. How right. I, this is how I can, you know, if the demand is something as simple as, you know, of course we're never, never with ABA or anything. We never want to change who the child is. That's just wrong. You right. Stim as what as much as you want. Do what you need to cope, but you can't just decide that you're gonna hop in a car one day and drive however you feel like it. <laughs> so there are some rules and things that you've got to help. I mean, that's one of the things that I see going on with our ABA with uh, Curtis is that we're trying to help him understand, okay, there are boundaries, there are rules that if we can learn how to do them inside our house, when we go to a place like church, right? 
he can abide by those rules and understand what it is right. that he needs to do. And so, and that's like, you know, you go to church, you go to various activities and, you know, saying, okay, like, you know, for instance, we're next week is Thanksgiving, which I can't believe it's already here. Mm, it's already here. Um, but when you go to a place, a new place, when you go to a new place to um, say, if you're going to church, we go to our church with our relatives and that you know, Saturday night would just, I would just become a ball of nerves because going right. to that new church, how do I explain my child is autistic, my child is autistic and there are right. different things. Right. You know, um, we, there, he, this, these are the needs that he has, you know, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that's one of the things is that we say when you've seen one person with autism, You've seen, or when you've seen one autistic person, let me say it right. When you've seen one autistic person, you've seen one autistic person. Oh, Everyone one. is different. Right. That's why it's called a spectrum disorder. That's mm -hmm. why the technical term is autism spectrum disorder. And right. so, yeah, each autistic child has different needs. And so when you say my child is autistic and I, I don't know how many times I've been cut off in the middle of this is my son, Curtis, and he's autistic. And what I'm trying to say, you know, give some things to help. And that's actually something I've learned recently is to take that minute to educate. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. That's all I was just about to mention is um, a way to cope with some of these concerns or the personal anxiety as a parent mm -hmm. um, or family member is to educate them. Um, I can spend. I can relate in some ways with teaching because, you know, I, I integrate some of these kids, um, within, with their own peers in gen ed courses. Mm -hmm. And I sit there and have a conversation with these teachers and I educate these teachers. We talk yeah. about, Hey, you know, I, I don't care if you don't cuddle like I do. I'm a mama hen at the school, but mm -hmm. if you don't, that's okay. Tell me. So now I can teach this child and ways to cope. Mm -hmm. but you still have these accommodations that you have to follow no matter what. And let me yes. help you accommodate or make those modifications. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you know, I deal with them every day, but, yeah. <laughs> and that's when we talk about educate. It's not so mm -hmm. much, Oh, this is the way. No educate. You can ask, have a discussion with them. You know, my husband is over here laughing. No, this is not the Mandalorian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you can't just say this is the way oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes our little star wars joke Star Wars. Um, there, there's not just like one way to say okay this is how right. every autistic person or child is going right. to behave this is right <laughs> and That's there's not. not a okay here is the iep for every autistic child right you do a b c and d and life will be nice yeah nope. no Sorry. That's a, and that's what I tell my pa uh, my parents. That's what I tell my teachers. I'm like, if this way doesn't work, call me. Don't send them back. Let mm -hmm. me come in and let me figure it out. And then let me help you figure it out. So if it does arise again, it is. But I actually do sit down and talk to my parents and all my teachers that behavior is a communication. Like we just yeah. recently had um, a student. He, he He's getting frustrated and he's having a hard time yeah. telling me that he's getting frustrated. Yeah. And so yeah. we ultimately changed 
what he was using as to communicate mm -hmm. with me and a whole different kit. Yeah. Whole I mean, we've gone through the same, <laughs> we went through the same things with Curtis, even yeah. when you were his therapist. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things, you know, I, even if I go to a place and I'm saying, okay, my child is autistic mm -hmm. and they cut me off when I'm trying to say, this is some of the things he needs. Um, I'll say, you know, and they say, oh yeah, I've, I've, I've dealt with autistic kids before. It's okay. It's like, I'm, I'm really glad that you have, um, right. however, he has some specific needs, um, things that you can tell if there's something going on. For instance, he does not like loud noises. Don't place right. him. Don't seat him next to the speakers, please. Because that will be difficult for him. Right. So you're getting loud. like, so yeah. you're acknowledging that Everybody does have some knowledge about autism. At some point you've come across with it. Mm -hmm. And it, I think it takes both because we're as parents and teachers, we're a bridge between those two, these two worlds. Mm -hmm. And if we want others not to judge us about if it's a, uh, excuse or, mm -hmm. you know, what we're talking about, we must accept that they know something. Yeah. Um, and how I love how you um, acknowledge like, OK, cool. I really like that. However, this one really bothers him. Let me just highlight what really bothers him. Um, so you don't have to deal with his meltdowns. So you don't mm -hmm. or he yeah. doesn't embarrass himself. Let me help yeah. you to protect him um, in yes. some ways. And you and, know. you know, that's I think one of the most difficult things as a parent is not to react that's hard when that's things hard. are said right and i think we've even had it said to either said to our face or said behind our back oh he's just a bad kid you're not a good that they're not a good enough parent you know that's one of the hardest things to do is when you have meltdowns in the middle of you know public places and people right. are just at you you know and you know you can sit there and you look up and you are doing whatever you can to get your child to calm down, to figure out what has set them off in this meltdown. Right. Because sometimes you don't know. Um, and and for me, <laughs> yeah, for me, some of the, you know, I think of that and I'm like, there's absolutely no way I want somebody else trying to deal with my child during a meltdown. Right. Right. I mean, I was thinking the other day, I remembered one time when Curtis was, something had changed in the routine at school. He was not made aware of it. I was not made aware of it. And they actually called. Um, he was so frustrated and upset with what was going on. They wouldn't get the, um, you know, let him go to this bedroom. They wouldn't do, I think there was a substitute, so they weren't sure of the protocol. Um, he wound up putting, laying on the floor with his head in a backpack and holding his breath. And the school uh, resource officer was called. I just about lost it. All right. But from that day forward, that school resource officer loved Curtis and always said hi to him and stopped and made him feel important because right. she was able to kind of see, I think even sometimes there are those people that we don't think we'll see and understand. Are the they ones do. who do. Are so the we got to offer that, um, 
give them that, give them the door open. The opportunity. The oppor- yeah, that it is. <laughs> There's the word. The opportunity to let you know that they've, they're, they're, they're open-minded mm-hmm. and they want to learn more and they want to be there for your child. Right. Right. And you'll find people in you will. the, you'll find people and it'll just be amazing when you see how your child interacts with them. They just click. <laughs> yeah. I, so. It got to a point where I did know that things were going to be okay because the school nurse and the school resource officer, they were always watching for my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and you'll find some of the most amazing people, even in places like church or mm-hmm. um, just there's so many different places that your child will be able to relate to something or, you know, and it's just an amazing thing to see that connection and to find that they can, when you are able to give them, give a caretaker, a person at church, a person at scouts, a person at this, that, or the other thing, the ability, if you just give them those, okay, here's just a couple pointers, you know, doesn't like loud noises, doesn't like this, that, uh, then you not only are you giving your child a hand up, but you're giving the other person that you're leaving your child with a hand up too, so that they can meet in the middle and have a good opportunity. So you become that bridge. You become that bridge. So Sheila is Sheila Mills says, I'm still learning so much for interactions relationship with my five-year-old granddaughter, Distus. Distance makes it feel like start over each time. Yes. 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 That is such a difficult thing. Um, My parents feel that way. My parents feel the same way. Um, They, although we've been trying to, and one of the things that I need to get better at, sorry, mom, sorry, dad. Um, Sorry, sister. Um, that's what I call my sister. <laughs> we have our funny little name. Um, anyway, is to make sure that you have like um, time each week, I guess it is, or a scheduled time. Yeah, scheduled time, like FaceTime once. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even if, you know, Curtis only sat there for two minutes, hey, it's two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And regular time like that where they get used Just- to prime example with kids man um kids messenger i mm-hmm. you know we moved i no longer i haven't seen curtis in like what a year and a half now yeah um however we just play a game back and forth on kids Messenger. we sit there and we guess the drawing that we draw and that's me in his world and that's his in my world in some sense and we stay connected that way so sometimes it's not so much how are you or having those everyday conversations and it's just Maybe even if you're sitting on silent on the phone with them, um, it's more than enough for them. Um, it's like, oh, you are here. You are, you do care. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk. You know, we yeah. don't have to. Or like that. that one of the things that my, that Curtis loves to call and ask my parents, how are the cows? So Something they like talk that. about the cows and my parents started taking the phone out to see the cows. There you go. So they showed them the cows and, and that was more time. And they talked about what happened with the cows and how they were doing this and how they were doing that. And right. so, you know, it was more connection. And then 
um, here recently, like last night, we almost missed the um, SpaceX launch. Oh, Kurt, I missed it. Um, yeah, Curtis loves space now. That's one of his other things that he loves. And so my mom texted me and we got on and um, my dad now will have an opportunity to sit there and talk to Curtis about the launch and, and how the things happen and stuff. And that'll be a way that they can connect. So even if it is that you need to talk to Captain Teddy... I mean, for the longest time, we had to talk to Captain Teddy or whichever, or Stitch, you know, talk to the toy. It's okay. You know, right. love on them um, and find, you'll find that way. Be, you know, you really look and you can find that way where you can connect with them. And, you know, as parents, when we say they're autistic, we can help, um, we can help somebody else make that connection with our child, which you know, it's hard. It is so hard for them to make that connection. But I have to give Ms. Mills a compliment, though, because this is extended family, something that, you know, she doesn't. And she's sitting here trying to connect and bridge those that gap between the two worlds and trying to understand yes. her granddaughter. And I thank you so much, Ms. Mills, because you make that child's mm -hmm. life that much different and that much better. So and I thank you. Yeah. And, and just being open to finding a way mm -hmm. and knowing that um, just being open to whatever your own son or daughter is telling you about your granddaughter so that you can help them out is going to be another huge thing that will be helpful. Um, yes. The more that I am able to, and my husband and I are able to tell um, his parents or my parents or our extended family about Curtis or what's going on at that part, certain time helps them to make those connections. Mm -hmm. Which you could do the same thing with churches or the mm -hmm. one. So when you have a concern of telling them the first time, just accept, okay, you're going to educate, you're going to make your, everybody's going to make their own judgments. Mm -hmm. But if you keep coming and keep keeping those key leaders in, um, real-time knowledge like you're doing, yes. they're going to start to see the pattern. They're going to start to see, okay, this kid isn't a bad kid. This mm -hmm. The parent's not making an excuse. She's actually trying us to help us out. Mm -hmm. We're trying to help him. And just kind of keep being consistent. That was the word I was looking for. Being oh. consi consistent. Consistent. <laughs> <laughs> consistent about just explaining what it is and mm -hmm. you know how to help your child is going to go a long way as well mm -hmm. and help some of those concerns that you might have. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's, it can be difficult to, um, you know, difficult to, it feels like, okay, we're going, to, sometimes it's exciting to be able to have the opportunity to educate and explain the different needs your child has. Um, or, and it doesn't have to be your own child. It could be a family member, could be a, you know, and it could be a grown a family member or friend. Um, but understanding those things in, you know, some days, even if it's the smallest thing, you know, being able to like Curtis has had some struggles with a uh, youth group. And so I, when he got his new pastor, I made a, an effort to make sure and explain Curtis to this new pastor and really talk to him. It turns out that uh, pastor Morgan and I are, um, forming a good relationship and I'm able to talk to her and say, okay, 
yeah, today's not going to work because we, you know, this and this and this happened. And she has had enough experience and understands what's going on enough that, um, okay, you know, she's okay. No problem. And the more people get to know us and the more people begin to understand because we're taking that time to educate them um, so that they can understand and accept the more accepting they are. And the one thing I cannot stress enough for people who are wanting to enter into the world of an autistic uh, person or child is if you just are there and accept them for who they are and know and understand that sure, they're going to be behaviors that you're not used to, you know, but just it's who they are. The being in them. But you get there and the, um, the connection and the loyalty. Oh my goodness. Loyalty. The loyalty. loyalty. Yes. See, Sheila says, thanks. The nonverbal challenges me. Oh yes. 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 Try to figure out how to connect with sign language. That's amazing. Yeah. I was going to wonder if it's awesome. Miss, uh, Jess does sign language and she's learned sign language. And, um, I'm, even I'm then tempting, <gasps> um, even then, um, nonverbal challenges, it is, um, challenging. I remember used to teaching nonverbal mm -hmm. and normally the rule of thumb and how I connected with them is what we talked about. Just playing games with them. Um, mm -hmm not really asking how they are making them try to communicate with you because it's difficult. It's draining. Um, yeah. you know, they will get to that point. I'm not saying that they won't. Um, oh, yeah. but just being with them on the phone or maybe FaceTiming and seeing and them just dragging you everywhere around the house on with FaceTime or Facebook messenger and you might get uh -huh. dizzy is enough for them. And mm -hmm. it's just like, Oh Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so that's hard. Nonverbal is hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It yeah. is. But, oh man, I hope that this has been helpful um, in a way that the, um, everybody has been able to understand how, you know, taking that time to educate about the specific needs. Um, because when you've seen one person with autism, or, sorry, when you've seen one autistic person, you've seen one autistic person right. uh, trying to get my language correct um, because we never, ever, ever, ever want to uh, get anybody to think that we are portraying or saying that um, there's a cure for autism. There just isn't. Um, I fully believe that God created my son the way he is for a very specific reason. And I cannot wait to see what that is. It's my job to be a good caregiver of this precious little angel. Oh. And that's exactly what I see for my child. And I don't want to cure him for any reason. There's no cure for it. He is him. I mean, Curtis is Curtis without the, without <laughs> autism. I, I just don't even know because his autism makes him think, see things so differently. It's cool. It's it cool is. that he sees things. It is. It is. And you do a wonderful job, you and Derek. 
Oh, thank you. You and you were a great therapist, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good. Thank you. <laughs> um, when you find the good therapists, hang on to them. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, anyway, um, so always be aware that as you, um, as there is awareness, it can bring that understanding, which will lead to acceptance. And we always have to remember too that people have to be given the opportunity to. Accept. Right. And it is going to be their choice. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> and if they choose not to accept, we didn't need them in the first place. There you go. <laughs> so, well, we would ask that um, uh, if, if this has helped you in any way, um, share your experiences. We would love to hear your experiences and how anything that we may have said has helped. Um, even if it's, if you um, have any other ideas, that would be amazing. Keep sending in those questions. That would be awesome. You can email us at info at myspectrumlife.com or you can find us at Facebook and Instagram at myspectrumlife as well as Twitter at myspectrumlife with the number one. And if you have YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And then the, it's the bell, right? The, the bell like is the and one. the bell. Yes. Yep. The You're going to like us and then the bell to let us know. Let you It notifies you. That's notification bell. Yeah. So you're going to subscribe, like, notification bell. <laughs> yep. Because we're going to have some um, videos this Wednesday and Thursday. No, Friday. Right. <laughs> yep. Wednesday and Friday. That's right. Huh? Oh, yeah. And my husband just reminded me, since next week is Thanksgiving, we will be taking the week off, but we will see you the week after that. But, you know, go ahead and take the time to get caught up. Um, go back watch, <laughs> go back and watch some episodes that you may have missed um, if you have a chance. But more than anything, enjoy the time that you can have with your family even if it is virtual on Facebook or F FaceTime or uh, whatever it is. <laughs> so. And yep. And as always with a lot of faith, love and tons of fidget toys, <laughs> we'll make it. Okay, Good night. Bye. Uh...